I've almost forgotten how to do this. This is like we're doing it all over again. <laughs> we took like a second summer break. It's an Indian summer. Oh, well, hello and welcome. Welcome back to Crimes from the East. I'm Pia, your host. And with me, I don't think I need to introduce you anymore, but I will. We have Alex, the comeback kid. Welcome, Alex. Hello. I think you can keep introducing me because I like it. It makes me feel special. Well, I can do that for you. So how have you been, Alex? Oh, you know, life. Everything's dying. It's cold, but it's not that cold. Sometimes it's hot. I feel like I'm dying. (laughs) I almost really did feel like I was dying last week. I had a cold and I think you can kind of hear it a little bit in my voice right now. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that season two. Yeah, this is probably like the worst thing to happen to any kind of voice artist, professional. I don't feel like I'm either. Occupation? Hobbyist, maybe? Yeah. Anyone who's using their voice as an instrument. Mm -hmm. Or a weapon. (laughs) Weapon. Torture weapon. I heard that you've moved into a haunted house or you're moving into a haunted house. Tell me about it. Oh, yes. Just in time for the spooky season. Found a new place like two days ago. Mm-hmm. It's actually near a town called Giverny, which is where Monet painted his garden stuff. <gasps> oh, that is amazing. It's pretty close. It's really, it's so yeah, it's out there, but it's a 12th century house. I wonder how many people have died in there. And oh, you know, it was definitely built before plumbing was a thing. So yeah. Well, they used buckets back then, didn't they? Like shit buckets. Yeah, and they just threw it out on the streets. Don't have picnics right outside your house. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely a whole like medieval english french history to the town Mm -hmm. and the area and the house but it was said in such rapid fire parisian french to me that i just didn't get it at all (laughs) so i'm gonna have to double check the story but be kind of fun if it were a little haunted it's about to be haunted by two little gremlins Uh uh-oh kitty cats are gonna have more space to leave their hair everywhere all right you want to hear what we're talking about this week I do. Since we took a trip down to Kerala last week, well, not last week, it's been weeks since that episode, since the Jolly Yama episode, but I decided to stay and explore some other cases from the state because Kerala police seems to be pretty decent. Like they do a good job of investigating cases and rounding up the criminals and actually taking them to court within, you know, a year, which is pretty amazing for the Indian legal and justice system and it's nice to have a case where you can actually like look at the crime and not have to sidebar about how bad the police work was (laughs) yeah we do that in so (laughs) many episodes we're just like oh my god this shit police well yeah like there are other states in india especially like uttar pradesh up where the cops are so i don't i don't know what to say it Because I'll have to bleep it out, but okay, let me try to be polite. Incompetent and um, lacking in their duties that, (sighs) 
you you'd be wondering like what the heck are they doing what are they being paid for because they can't do their job so thank god kerala doesn't seem to be like that so i'm like you know what i'm gonna stick around and i'm gonna find a case where they they solve this case pretty pretty neatly pretty tightly they put a bow on it thoroughly so yeah nice. it's, it's satisfying okay. to hear from start to end good good Today, we talk about a case of murder by snake bite. Ever heard about this premise Ooh. before, Alex? I mean, murder by snake venom, maybe? I'm thinking Kill Bill. Kill Bill, volume two. There's definitely some murder by Ooh. snake happening. Yeah. The California whatever snake. The one-eyed lady puts a snake in the guy's trailer and I think she ends up getting killed by it, so it totally backfired. Spoiler alert, everybody, if you haven't watched Kill Bill 2 already. Oops. I've never heard of, like, a real case. I wonder if this guy watched this movie. So a little bit about snakes. We're going to do some snake talk. Some serious snake talk. Wait, I have a song. I have a theme song. I'm stealing it from Bob's Burgers, but this can be, like, our intro to snake talk. And hopefully we won't get okay. sued. It goes... I'm not afraid of sharks. I'm not afraid of ghosts. I'm not afraid of cancer. I'm just afraid of snakes. They really freak me out. Where are their arms and legs? It's not okay. Yeah, it is not okay. It is totally not okay. <laughs> it's really not. I agree. Is this Jean's one of Jean's songs? Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree, Jean. They, it is not okay. We need goddamn snakes with legs and arms. <laughs> They're just lizards. In the 60s and 70s, when or even earlier, when people mentioned India, people who haven't been to India, right? Three things came to their minds when they spoke about India. Elephants. Yeah. Slums. And snake charmers oh. with their little... Yeah, yeah, the little recorder. Called a bean, actually. In Hindi, it's called a bean. That's better. Yeah, so they're, you know, playing their bean and the snake's swaying to That's what the image is in your mind when you think of India. Yeah. While there are elephants and slums even today, snake charmers are a dwindling community. And yes, oh, yeah. they are real, by the way. There are snake charmers. Although India made it illegal for them to continue on with their you know, traditional generational profession of snake catching and snake charming, mm -hmm. the laws aren't really enforced. So they still kind of continue on catching snakes. You find a snake in the village or even in cities. People know their local snake charmers number and they'll call him and be like come help us out come catch the snake there are snakes everywhere all over india yeah i bet seems snaky yeah the climate the terrain is just perfect perfect mm -hmm. environment for these little slithery creatures and here's a little trivia for you okay india has the highest number of snake bites per year in the world Ooh. at eighty thousand bites and eleven thousand deaths from snake so finally we are number one at something we are number one we are number one <laughs> suck it world okay jokes aside um if you are deathly afraid of snakes by the way you'll have to move to antarctica because that's the only place on earth where they can't be found however with global warming yeah it's just a matter of time. Just a matter of time before sea snakes find their oh, way no, up there. Oh, not sea snakes. Snee snake. Snee snakes. Snee snakes. Snee snakes. Snee snakes. 
That's a whole other level of terrifying. Like you thought things couldn't get worse. Wait a minute. They can goddamn swim. Swim. (laughs) And like much faster than we can, I think. Mm, I'm already afraid of being in murky water. I do not swim in lakes whatsoever. Oh, yeah. I'm not about lakes. So this is just another nightmare level of snake trivia. No, thank you. In India, Bengal and Kerala have a higher number of snake bite incidents because they have lots of lush green vegetation and rice paddy fields and stuff. So it's perfect for all kinds of bugs and insects and rodents. And it's a buffet for snakes. They're like, oh, my God, Go- Golden Corral. <laughs> what's the what's the popular <laughs> buffet here? That is one. <laughs> Golden Corral's open. And... Most of the victims of these snake bites are farmers or hunters and villagers who still sleep on the floor in huts. So okay, it's not as if snakes are getting in the elevator and coming up to the 10th floor to come and bite them. Yeah, but like, why do they come into people's houses? Okay, so today's episode, a lot of the information comes from, you know, public domain sources like... News articles on Om Manorama, Kochi Post, India Today, etc., etc. But a good friend of mine called George, George T, also helped me out. He gave me so many tidbits about this case. He lives in the U.S., but he's from Kerala. So he gave me his perspective of the case, you know, when it just came out and how things were changing. And he also gave me information about life in Kerala. And so he told me that snakes love... To cuddle inside warm blankets. <laughs> no! No! I don't yes. like that. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, they're cold-blooded creatures. So if you have a nice, uh, warm, cozy blanket over you, oh, no. don't be surprised if you find a little visitor. Oh. Cobras, specifically, are highly revered in India. There are several cobra deities in Hindu mythology, like Lord Shiva has a cobra named Vasuki around his throat. If you see an image of Lord Shiva, he's always going to have that cobra yeah, around yeah. his neck. Yeah. yeah. Lord Vishnu is often seen laying on a giant multi-headed cobra deity called Adishesha. Mm-hmm. So naturally, the people of India treat cobras as a sacred being, and they even pray to them during a religious festival called Nag Panchami. Mm-hmm. Nag is the word for cobra. Yeah, yeah, I remember that from our Nagpur episode. I was like, no, how about... No Nag. No per... No Nagpur. No por favor. No Nags, please. Every single Desi person will tell you everyone's seen snakes in in Mm -hmm. India and most of South Asia, I'm pretty sure. Mm. And I'll share a little quick story with you. I have two stories. We'll keep one in this episode and the other one I'll keep it in the extended version on Patreon. So if anyone wants to hear, you know, become our patron saint. We'll send you a snake. We'll send you a snake. If you uh, patronize us for more than $10 a month, we'll send you a snake. And we'll train it to say crimes from the east. East. Okay. (laughs) Uh, When I was five years old, I lived in Uti, which is in Tamil Nadu, south of India. One day I got off the school bus and I was walking home. There's this dry drainage ditch that runs along the side of the road. Mm -hmm. And I saw this snake innocently minding its own business, just slithering away inside that ditch. 
But that sight blew my five-year-old mind. I think it was the first time I'd actually seen a snake. So I was like, oh my God, the world needs to know about this. I have to tell everyone. And so I ran around screaming my head off. I knocked on all the doors, tried to call everyone out like, uncle, auntie, come out, come out. There's a snake. (sighs) People were pretty disturbed because they thought I needed help like kids in trouble we got to help them and they come out they're like what happened what happened to you you need something and I'm like there's a snake in the ditch and they're like so (laughs) 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 leave it alone go home uh the end that sounds like it could have turned into a little bit of a boy who cries wolf situation I thought it was exciting like people gotta know this is prime drama yo people (laughs) do some snake out here Go home. That was my first um, date with disappointment. Oh. Uh, Anyway, nobody shared in my delirium. That's how it goes. Um, That's terrifying. Seeing a snake out in nature Mm -hmm. and in the wilderness, I mean, that's scary because maybe you're not expecting it and like, you know, it's dangerous. It's a snake. It's a scary thing. But seeing a snake in your freaking house. Yeah. Oh, no. You don't belong here. You do not belong here. Oh, you got Scary. any snake stories? Um, well, I had a cat get bitten by a rattlesnake oh, no. in Arizona. Terrible death, really painful. They told us that the anti-venom would cost like $6,000. <gasps> what? Something crazy. So they were like, and it only has like a, I don't know, 30% chance of working blah blah blah. they told us all this stuff and then i mean they basically gave us no other choice but to put the cat down take her out of her misery Mm. in retrospect was really sad to hear that they could have tried to do something i feel like they didn't even try well you know american insurance system exactly um and then the other thing that comes to mind when it comes to snakes for me is one is just the whole arizona attitude towards snakes Mm. is like kill first ask questions later it's very american i guess sometimes when you're driving especially out in the countryside, you'll see a snake in the road. And yeah. like normally I, I would drive around it. My dad would drive around it. Some people in Arizona will go out of their way to like run over the snake. Oh, no. And that's just like a really strange and terrible sight to see. It's like, it's coming right for us. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, no. we're scared of snakes. We don't like them. They're yeah, like creepy. Them. They're still animals. They're just trying to survive. You know, whenever there are cases of snake bites and whatnot, they're not doing it because they're pissed off or they don't like your face. They're doing it because they're scared. They're just trying to. They're animals. Yeah, they're trying to survive. They're trying to defend themselves. So I saw two snakes this summer, actually, and I almost actually probably stepped on one of them. They're sneaky little bastards. Yeah, after this episode, I don't think you'll be running in the desert anytime soon, Alex. No. We've been talking for an hour. We haven't even touched upon the case yet. Okay. <laughs> Classic us. Yeah, I think we should start off, okay? Okay. Today, we will talk about the murder of 26-year-old Utra on May 7th, 2020. So that's just last year. Yeah. In May 2020 last year, all the local newspapers and news channels were abuzz with the tragic death of a young mother and wife of Suraj Kumar. The community rallied around this grief-stricken man who had lost his wife to the bite of a deadly cobra. 
everyone sympathized with Suraj and expressed sorrow at Uttara's unfortunate luck. After all, who can blame a snake for murder? You can't, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's just bad luck. Well, we could, like, make snake jail, though. <laughs> snake, snake jail. jail. <laughs> snake jail. Sure. So Kerala, of course, like I said before, lots of snake bites occur yearly, but it's not a daily occurrence like all the time. It's especially more prevalent in the rainy seasons. But people who live there for years and years, they know what to do to avoid these kind of situations, right? Even then, if you hear of someone dying by snake bite, you're not really going to question it because it does happen. It does happen. But as you may have already guessed, the truth was more twisted and diabolical. Let's slither into the story. So many snaky puns this episode. (laughs) In 2018, so two years before her death, Uttara was a bright 24-year-old woman who was raised by loving parents. Father Vijay Senan, a small business owner, and mother Mani Meghala, who was a schoolteacher in Kolam, Kerala, had raised their family just as any other normal Desi family. Their home was fondly called Vishu. Little did they know that their home Vishu would soon become a place of nightmares for the family. Uttara's parents arranged for her marriage with a 25-year-old man called Suraj Kumar, who held a well-paying job at a private bank. He was tall, decent-looking, and he seemed like a good match for their daughter. And he himself had expressed that he liked her. So the couple wed with all the usual fanfare of a Hindu wedding. Now, Uttara was differently abled. It doesn't mention in any of the news articles what her disability was, but it does mention that she was differently abled. And I think the reason they mentioned this is because it kind of plays into the motivation, not just for the murder, but also for the marriage. Um. And the environment in which it took place. So Uttara's parents gave the customary dowry to Suraj on their marriage. It was a huge sum. It wasn't some small change, by the way. 98 gold sovereigns. Sovereigns are coins. Okay. This is the traditional form of gold given in many South Indian communities on on the wedding day. The approximate value of these sovereigns would be 50 lakh rupees or Roughly 67,000 U.S. dollars. Yeah, that's a lot of goats. That's a lot of goats. Gold goats. (laughs) On top of this amount, they also gifted Suraj a car worth like $10,000 and gave him extra cash on top of that. So they basically loaded him up. Jeez. And I feel like it was some sort of, they felt obligated to do that because Uttara was differently abled. Hmm. Unfortunately, it is harder to find partners for people who are differently abled in India. Yeah. Like I say in every episode, it's not the same now as it used to be before. But, I mean, let's not sugarcoat it all. It's not all roses and rainbows out there. It's still a very traditional society. Yeah. And I hate this whole dowry system thing. Like if parents want to give something to their daughter, you know, give it out of love, not out of obligation. Yeah. And it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be expected of them to give anything. So this gold that 
Vijay Senan and Mani Meghala gifted Suraj and Uttara was kept in a bank locker under a joint account in their names. Okay. At least it was in both their names. It's not just given to him and, you know, over and done. Right. It's for them. It's for their life. Exactly. She still has a stake in that wealth. At first, the marriage was going fine and the couple even had a child a year later. Soon after, though, there was trouble on the horizon. Uttara complained to her parents that her in-laws and husband would mistreat her at home and ask her for even more money. This sounds like a classic case of money-hungry family exploiting their son like a cash cow. They just got him married to a rich, a new source of revenue. And women are often abused and treated like slaves in their own homes because of situations like this. It's so ironic and so hypocritical that Mm -hmm. in a land where women are considered Lakshmi, the goddess of wealth, they are treated like second-class citizens in their own home. And even worse, if I may say so. And now it's kind of making sense because Lakshmi is the goddess of wealth. Mm -hmm. If you're going to load her up with dowry when you send her off to her in-laws, she sure does look like Lakshmi to them. Right? Yeah. I was just thinking it's it's kind of ironic. It's a little too literal maybe. So women are often beaten and tortured and sent to their parents' home to fetch money to end the violence. And back in the day, I'd say like a good 20, 25 years ago, it was very common to hear of cases where women were burnt in the kitchen, like when they were cooking, in accidents. Hmm. And then the in-laws were later charged with murder because that's what they did when the woman refused to bring money or she couldn't because how much money can the parents keep paying up is there less of a stigma for men to remarry than women of course there's no stigma whatsoever it's like expected almost yep it's the same all over the world right men can do whatever the hell they want (sighs) you can have 20 girlfriends and you're a stud but if a woman has three boyfriends she's a slut right so pathetic pathetic so suraj's family was definitely smarter than that they wouldn't be burning her in the kitchen or anything that's too obvious right no the Mm -hmm. mo has to be something quite unseen original so suraj and uttara lived with his parents which is pretty common in india in traditional families you live with the guy's parents his mother renuka and sister surya were both very harsh to uttara quite often And it seemed like Suraj no longer wanted to be married to her. He was also a little disconnected and not really supporting her in these squabbles. He wanted to get rid of her, but divorce would mean alimony as well as losing out on that huge jackpot in the locker. Okay, yeah. So he had to put in another kind of plan in place. So in late Feb 2020, last year, Uttara found a snake in the upper floor of their home. And what happens when you find a snake in your home, Alex? What would you do? Seal that room and just never go in. It's snake territory now. No, I leave, I leave the country, possibly. Well, when she told Suraj about it, he handled that snake and expertly caught it. This was a total surprise because it's not something most people would attempt to do themselves. It's not like a cockroach or a spider. Yeah. I think it was a viper. Okay. 
Still. You said Viper, Adder, and Cobra at some point back when we were having snake talk, just like so casually. And I was like, aren't those the deadliest snakes? Aren't those like the three deadliest types? They are. They are because Vipers are actually very aggressive. They will attack. Cobras, on the other hand, they just want to slither and get away, but they will defend their territory. If you confront them, they will defend. Vipers will attack aggressively. So, yes, they are all dangerous types of snakes. And that's why Uttara was surprised. She was shocked. She's like, how do you know how to do this? This is not something you've ever done before or talked about before. Now, he didn't tell her. But what he had actually been doing was looking up snake handling videos on the internet to train himself in the art form. Freaking DIY snake charming. I mean, (laughs) YouTube's good for everything, I guess. (sighs) Uttara told her parents about this, and they were also just as confused as her about Suraj's sudden snake-charming abilities. And a few days after this incident, you think this was the last time they had seen a snake in their house? No. Uttara was shockingly bitten by another Russell Viper in that home, just days later. Fortunately for Uttara, she was alert and she quickly sought medical attention. The bite was nasty and it required painful recovery with weeks of hospital stay. Uttara even had to get plastic surgery to repair damaged tissue. Russell's viper bites are horrific, by the way. Do not Google it under any circumstance. Okay. Okay? It's a hemotoxin venom which stops blood from clotting and it literally comes out of your pores. You start bleeding from everywhere. Oh, it rots your skin. Why? Why? Yeah, yeah. You get muscular paralysis, spasms, and even if you if you survive the bite, acute kidney failure, which can also be fatal later in life, is a possibility. Why would nature need this level of venomosity, though? Come on. We're the apex predator. What are they going to do? Snakes don't have arms. They can't pick up guns. Yeah, but it doesn't need to be that extreme. Come on. They're sending a message. They're sending a message. Oh, jeez. God, no. Poor Uttara was super lucky this time. She survived. Oh, wow. Her husband, Suraj, however, said that she was bitten because she had a sarpadosham in her kundali. Oh, that's what, that, that sounds, <laughs> that sounds strange. Okay, let me explain that. Sarpa is a word, I think it's a Sanskrit word for snake. Dosham is, it roughly translates to curse. And Kundali is your birth chart. Sounds like marriage, am I right? Just kidding, I don't know anything about marriage. <laughs> Most Hindus will get a Vedic birth chart made when their kids are born. So based on the date and time of your birth and place of birth, the priests or the Vedic astrologer will make up a birth chart which will kind of lay out your whole life in front of you. Right. And it's based on the alignments of all the planets and the sun and earth and everything. And I don't know. I mean, I don't really believe in all of this. It sounds cool. It's entertaining for sure. Um, According to my husband and my birth charts, which are always matched before weddings, right? Before marriages. Right. That's how you find if you're compatible. That's what they used to use um, to find compatibility. Apparently, we are b- almost perfectly, too perfectly matched. So, Uh-oh. 
it's entertaining to read about who's gonna kill who. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Um, it's not mentioned anywhere, but I'm assuming that Uttara may have actually had the Sarpadosham, which is a particular alignment of planets and stuff in her birth chart. Okay. And when you have stuff like that, the priest will suggest remedies for you, like do this puja and the dosham will be lifted from your head, which is so convenient. Once in a lifetime price of nine ninety nine, we can get the snakes away from you. You can fix your life. So sarpadosham doesn't even actually mean that you're gonna be bitten by snakes. That's just of course not. It's just like <laughs> it's not that literal. This idiot. It's an omen. Of yeah, it's an omen. A certain kind of bad stuff to come, right? It means that your life will be full of struggles, and you're gonna have. A shitty marriage, your job's gonna suck. Bad luck, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Which is just, just, just life. Yeah, it's like a 50-50 chance you're gonna have bad luck or good luck. Right. <laughs> so. It doesn't mean that you're gonna be chased by snakes your whole life. Right. It's not that literal. Of course, this idiot Suraj didn't know that. So he's trying to make it look like she's got Sarpadosham in her birth charts. And that's why she keeps attracting all these snakes. They're like walking into our homes as if they belong here it's all her fault i mean if that was true then marrying a guy who knows how to handle snakes that's like the perfect remedy right there it's like the opposite of uh sarpadosham like i said i don't believe in all this garbage and neither should you anyone listening please if you have problems in your life seek professional help seek medical help you know go talk to your friends don't do all these stupid don't go believing in all this stuff okay don't go buy a snake so suraj said that since she had the sarpadosha the first snake was attracted to her and the second snake bit her mm. after a grueling 52 days of being bedridden oh my god uttara was discharged from the hospital on april 22nd in need of some rest and relaxation so she could finally recuperate, she went to stay with her parents. And that kind of says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. <sighs> like, clearly, her husband's family home was not one where she felt cared for or loved, so she booked it to her parents' home. Well, she did find two snakes in that house, too. Wouldn't be able to relax. Fair. I would never go back there. <laughs> Burn it. Burn it down. Burn it down. A couple of weeks after that, just a couple of weeks after she got back from the hospital, May 6th, Suraj went to visit Uttara and his son at Vishu in Kolam, Kerala. Suraj, who was a habitual late riser, woke up earlier than usual on May 7th and he went out of the room. Now, as a habitual late riser myself, let me tell you, nothing will motivate me to wake up early other than a flight to go on vacation. Mm -hmm. I just can't function if I wake up early. So right off the bat, this is highly sus yeah. to me. When Uttara didn't wake up at the usual time she generally did, her mother went in looking for her and found her unresponsive. She was rushed to the hospital but died of a suspected snake bite. The room she was sleeping in was searched and lo and behold... A 32-inch-long cobra was found hiding under the bed. Now, an Indian 
Cobra venom is a neurotoxin and cardiotoxin. So it paralyzes the muscle and causes a cardiac arrest. Wait, can you imagine like... Maybe it's not even scary because you're dealing with a whole other set of emotions because your daughter has just passed away. But thinking like, oh, shit, I was just in a room with a 32 inch long cobra. I didn't even know. It was just there chilling like, I just murdered someone. It's really, that's a nightmare. Your home is now no longer safe in so many ways, right? Now it's a place where you lost your daughter and a place where these snakes are coming in. It's just... You don't want to be there anymore. Yeah. So Vijay Senan, Mani Meghala, and brother Vishnu mourn the loss of their dear Uttara. Her son, who was just over a year old at that point, now has to navigate life without his mother, which is so tragic. Uttara's family was quite taken aback by this sequence of events. And despite Suraj's dumb claim of the Sarpadosha being responsible, they were highly suspicious of him, given his history of harassment yeah. of Uttara. So the locals say that a wildlife conservationist and snake expert called Vava Suresh was visiting a home in that neighborhood. And he's kind of the hero in this story. Vava Suresh went to survey the Vishu home and he was immediately skeptical of the snake getting into the home on its oh. own. He noted that the room in which the couple were sleeping was air-conditioned, which means that the rooms were sealed. So the windows were sealed, the door closed, yeah. and there was no means for the snakes to get in, for any snakes to get in. The home had gravel outside the exterior perimeter, and as we know, snakes don't really enjoy crawling on top of gravel, so it's kind of a deterrent. Makes sense. Which is why they had put it there, right? Like I said, people who live there know how to avoid being in contact with snakes. So they take these measures. Yeah. He also noted that the pipe beside the home was flush with the wall. So there was no way that a snake could wind its way up the pipe and climb into the window. Smart. Smart. His gut told him this was not a natural snake bite case. The family was told about the snake expert Suresh's concern. And along with their own suspicions, it motivated them to finally lodge a complaint with the police a week later, asking for an investigation into the death of Uttara. Kerala police, mm -hmm. they agreed with, with the family. And they started to gather information about circumstances surrounding this strange death. Now, it's so weird that this victim of a snake bite had had two previous encounters encounters with snakes in weeks in within weeks yeah so sus so 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 sus just not normal whatsoever the special crime branch of kerala police was engaged and they conducted a very rapid and thorough investigation it was found that the gold from the couple's joint locker in the bank was now missing Oh, well, would you look at that? Missing in the sense, obviously, it was withdrawn and obviously not by Uttara. Someone else, who could it be? Obviously, Suraj. They interrogated Suraj's parents and they told the cops that the gold was, some of it was buried in a rubber plantation next to their home and it was recovered, but majority of the gold is still missing. Okay. The prime witness in this case is the snake charmer. Chavara Kava Suresh Kumar 
is a snake charmer who is the prime witness in this case. Now, he also is called Suresh. The snake expert earlier is also called Suresh. That's two different people. They just happen to love snakes and be named Suresh. I know it's confusing. Is that a sarpa thingy? Is that sarpa dosha? <laughs> sarpa Suresh. Now, this snake charmer Suresh Kumar confessed to the police about being contacted by Suraj in January about buying a snake from him. Suresh had caught a Russell's Viper for Suraj for the first failed murder attempt. Then he caught a Cobra and gave it to Suraj for the second murder attempt. When he saw news of Uttara's death, his conscience Mm -hmm. got to him and he felt remorse for having been part of this diabolical plot. He is a witness for the prosecution against Suraj. So he, thankfully, wasn't a total douchebag, right? Like he did something wrong. And these communities are on the brink of poverty. So it's not like they have too many options when it comes to making a living. Suraj must have offered a ton of money to get these snakes. And some articles mention that he even told the snake charmer he wanted the snakes to kill his wife. (laughs) That's hearsay. I don't know if it's true or not, but he agreed. Yeah, I'm just wondering, like, what other uses are there for venomous snakes? Yeah, why would you say, I need a snake? And I want a really, really, really deadly one, please. You know, like you do drug deals in the dark alley? Hey, you got snakes? You got snakes? Psst, got some snakes. snakes. He's like, here, here's, here's a viper. It's great that he acted as a witness, and I understand that he was probably in a tight spot, to say the least. So the right price is the right price, but I wonder if he thought, like, what is this guy going to do with these snakes? These are some hardcore snakes he's asking for. With testimonies regarding all of these interactions with the snake charmer, Uttara's complaints about harassment and Suraj's presence at all three times being kind of too good to be true. Mm. The crime branch had enough evidence to charge the murderous husband. The husband did it. Tales old as time. He was arrested in July of 2020. Suraj confessed to the brutal murder of his wife and the mother of their son. According to his public confession, so they made him do it in public, mind you. Okay. Suraj had bought two snakes from the snake charmer to try and get them to bite his wife. After the two failed attempts in Feb and March, Suraj wanted to be sure that the deed was done the third time. So he starved the cobra for 11 days and kept it sealed in a jar. Which is so cruel, that poor cobra. It's like adding animal cruelty to murder. On May 6th, He had the hidden jar in his bag, and when Uttara went to sleep, he opened the jar and set the cobra loose. To make sure there was no commotion which woke up the family, he sedated Uttara so she would be completely unconscious. So much effort. He wasn't leaving any loose ends. It's 2020. He just should have taken her to the market and, like, taken off her mask. Oh man, that's true. He had let loose the cobra hoping it would just strike Uttara and, you know, kill her. But that's not what snakes do. That's not what cobras do. This cobra kept slithering away. So he had to hold the snake down on Uttara's hand and make it forcefully bite her. 
course. Like, snakes don't bite people because they're hungry. There's no no cobra thinks it's going to eat a human. Even if it's starving, I'm pretty sure it, that's just not what the instinct tells them to do. It's not a python. A python may do that. Right. right? Not a cobra. But a python can. <laughs> snakes, they know their limitations. Damn. The motive yeah. for this murder was freedom from the marriage and ownership of the gold. This guy didn't just stop there, though. Like a total moron, he had taken out a life insurance policy just months before the murder. Oh, this guy is guilty. So guilty. So guilty. And so stupid. Put him in snake jail! Put him in snake jail, I agree. Throw him in snake jail. To present a solid case, the crime branch did a reconstruction with the guidance of Vava Suresh. They put a cobra in a room with a test dummy and observed that the cobra did not attack the dummy at all, despite them placing it on top of the dummy multiple times. The cobra always tried to slither away. Only when they aggressively approached the snake with a stick and cornered it did it strike out at the chicken breast tied to the end of the stick. It is an amusing video to watch, and I know I sent you the link earlier. What did you think yeah, about it? it? looked highly scientific. I felt bad for the poor snake, and I know it wasn't physically harmed, but, you know, it's kind of stressful for them to strike out like that. And I hope it got a spa day or something from the crime branch to make up for this contribution to the investigation. Yeah, snake spa. The crime branch also did a DNA test to match the dead snake which was found under the bed to the venom that was found inside of Uttara. So they weren't leaving okay. anything to chance. They wanted to make sure they nice. proved every single thing at every single step. Also, the depth of the snake bite was consistent with a forced bite, like is done when extracting venom from a snake's fangs. Right. So when a yeah, snake yeah. bites naturally, it's not that deep. But mm. when you force it down, the entire fangs go inside of the go flesh. Ah, oh, it sounds painful. There's definitely a difference in the depth of the bite. And that's also something Vava Suresh helped the crime branch prepare as evidence in the case. Okay. So the case did go to court and the final verdict just came out last week. So it's fresh out of the press. Fresh on the press. What is it called? Hot. Hot off the press. He was found guilty of all the charges levied on him, including attempted murder, murder, attempt to cause grievous injury, domestic violence, cruelty against women, destroying evidence, and so on. They were pursuing capital punishment, but it's not exactly a rarest of rare case, so he got a life mm. sentence on that. He's never coming out of jail. I don't think so. So good riddance, Suraj. You deserve to be in jail. And I hope you see tons of snakes in jail. Yeah. This trash husband forgot that he literally manufactured some prime sarpa dosha for his next life. More like a suraj dosha for Utra, though. That's true. I mean, this case reeks of careful premeditation. Months of planning went into this murder. There's no redemption for him. Did he not think about his kid at all in this whole thing? I don't think so. I don't think so. How could you do this? He's just a small baby. Uttara's son was 
placed in the custody of her parents, thankfully, and he now lives with them. His legal name was changed by them to cut his ties with Suraj's family who had given him that last name. I respect that. Every morning, the little child is taken to kiss his mother's photo, after which he folds his hand in respect and starts his day. So somber, right? This poor kid. He didn't even get a chance to know his mom. She just really was robbed. In two years, like her life just... He was robbed, she was robbed. For what? Just for freaking money. Money. And the other thing is that she died by a a cobra Mm -hmm. bite. Yeah. Yes. Just after a 50-day battle against another snake bite, this woman went through hell. So it was almost like torture and then murder. It wasn't just, you know, one smooth move and she's dead. No. You know, like he made the curse happen. He was the curse. But damn, was she cursed or what? He was the curse. Yep. I think he was the Sarpadosha in her birth chart. It was him. Yeah. Well, that's the end of our case today, Alex. So how do you feel about snakes now? I mean, I still really never want to see a snake inside of a house or a building or anywhere outside of nature. But like, I'm just still scared of husbands more than anything. (laughs) They're the real snakes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Are you ready for Bollywood Corner? Yes. You know, I would think that there would be a fair amount of snake action happening in Bollywood. Just... (laughs) Seems like an obvious villain. And there are Indian urban legends or myths, I don't know what to call them, just general bullshit stories about snakes that can shapeshift into human form. (laughs) Like, what were those books called? The Animorphs or something? Something like that. Nice. These kind of snakes are called Ichadari Nag or willfully shapeshifting snakes. Okay. Don't even get me started on the dumpster fire grade movies that are made on these Ichadari Nags. I don't really want to recommend them. There is one song though that is so perfect. It's actually an okay movie. I mean, if you really want to watch one, it's called Nagina. It has good actors. It has really good actors. This one song from that movie, it's a perfect package of this Ichadari Nag phenomenon. And just go watch that. Yeah. I want to see a like a highlight reel of like the worst, you know, you know how they did like uh, clips from what was that movie called? The really bad movie, The the Room. The Room. Mm-hmm. Like on YouTube, you can find highlights of all the worst yeah. scenes. I want that highlight reel of uh, Ichidari Nags. Okay, here, I want to play this song for you. All right. So this is the snake charmer playing his bean. And that's the Ichadari Nag who's totally oh. pissed. She's out for revenge. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, girl got moves though. Usually someone kills one snake and then the snake's girlfriend comes back in human form oh, really? to take revenge. This is why you're supposed to get rid of your murder weapon. (laughs) Oh no, she's slithering on the ground now. (laughs) Believe it or not, Alex, (gasps) 
This is a boss move at weddings. Yeah, it's a hit. Whenever music comes on, people gotta do this. It's called a nagin dance. Yeah, in India they don't do the worm; they do the snake. It's gotta be done. It's gotta be done. Awesome. I don't recommend watching these movies really, but I do recommend this hilarious parody review of an Ichadarinag movie by my favorite Desi stand-up Bay Kanan Gill and Biswa Kalyanrat. They did a bunch of really funny movie reviews of you know like B grade shit movies. Mm-hmm. I'll link it on Instagram and on our website and stuff. Please go watch yeah. the pretentious movie review of the movie Tum Mere Ho. You gotta watch it. Awesome. And in fact, if you're searching for good stand up, watch Kanan Gill stand up on Netflix. He is so good. It's called uh, Yours Sincerely. It's culture fluid, like even non-Desi folk will find it relatable. So okay. definitely go watch it. Biswa also has a good set on Prime. It speaks heavily to a more Desi experience. You can check it out. My second recommendation for today is a recent movie, which would have been perfect for the Mowgli episode, actually. It's on the topic of animal conservation and the clashes between wildlife and modern man. The movie mm-hmm. is called Sherni, which means the tigress. This movie is on Netflix. It's about a female wildlife officer dealing with bureaucratic nonsense while trying to capture a man-eating tigress in the remote rural forests of central India. It's a really refreshing no-nonsense movie. There's no cheese in this whatsoever. What? It's a nice jungle movie. Are there any snakes in it? No snakes. No, no guest appearance. No guest appearance by snakes. Lots Darn. of tigers and baby tiger cubs, and it's a good movie. It, it's very reflective of the struggle between wildlife and development that's happening in a lot of areas in India right now, especially with such a huge population. Right? We need to spread more movies like this out into the world because people still are using. Freaking Indiana Jones is a reference for Indian culture. No. And I'm pretty sure there was a snake soup and, you know, the monkey. And it's just like Indians are some of the most vegetarian people culturally yes. in the world. Like, there's no monkey brains and snake soup <laughs> in Hollywood. So oh. we need to, like, spread that message a little further out there. When you think India, think Paneer tikka, you know, <laughs> not monkey brain. So that was Bollywood Corner for today. Wait, didn't you tell me that all of that said that there are some people who are on the market for snake venom as like a psychotropic or like some sort of drug? Don't try this, folks. Don't do it. Don't do it. What I read is that certain venoms like that of young cobras can cause a euphoric sensation when done in like micro, micro, micro doses. And so snake charmers are the dealers in that aspect. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, not worth it. Just, you know, go to your local THC dispensary and just get a little edible if if you're really into that. Well, for me, I get super duper high... Just by playing <laughs> video games. That's all I Video do. games, yeah. Me, just give me just just a really al dente pasta. Ah, nice. Oh, you know what I made today? 
What did you make? Um, I just made like caramelized applesauce. Mmm. That sounds really good. Salted caramel apple. It was like a tartatin, which is like a caramel apple pastry Mm -hmm. here in France. But I just did it without the pastry. (laughs) Just like sugar, butter, apple. Boom. Put it on a baguette. There you go. Happiness. Hi. There you go. Sounds delicious. We don't need Toonies drugs. There's so many other cool things in life to abuse and enjoy. Podcasting is my drug. (laughs) <laughs> tea tea is my drug tea all day i can have tea all day um so alex you want to tell our listeners to do some stuff yeah do the stuff guys leave us um a review when you do on apple Podcasts, itunes follow us on the social meads at crimes from the east um on the instas and the websites and um, buy Pia a cup of coffee, please, on... <laughs> buy me a coffee. Buy her a coffee. And, you know, uh, subscribe to our Patreon. We'll send you a steak. <laughs> that, that's the perfect holiday gift, right? Christmas is coming around. Yeah. You know, that favorite um, relative of Halloween. yours. Yeah, send, send them a snake. <laughs> no, don't, what please. be more Halloween-y than a snake? How about gummy worms? We send them gummy worms. Oh, that's a good idea. They will not have THC in them, though. So far, um, our podcast symbolism has included goats and snakes. We have a whole menagerie. (laughs) It's quite the totem. (laughs) Quite the totem pole. All right, guys, that's about all we had time for today. And do everything that Alex just said. Also, share the podcast with all your friends, your family, and also your enemies because everyone deserves a little true crime in their lives. Join us again next week for another episode of Crimes from the East, your weekly dose of true crime, the desi kind, with a little masala Masala. and spice. Okay.